Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. And this is the offering which ye shall take of them, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet, fine linen and goat's hair, ram skins dyed red, badger skins and sheetam wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. Look over in Exodus chapter number 35 and verse number 20. So God has gave instructions. He's gave instructions on all these valuable items. And in the middle of that list, in, in, the, in the list, there's this wood called Shittim wood. Look in Exodus in chapter number 35, Exodus 35. If you found your place, say Amen. Verse number 20, and all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. And they came, watch this, everyone whose heart stirred him up. And everyone whom his spirit made willing. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and for all his service and for holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted and brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets of all jewels of gold. Every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. Verse number 23, And every man with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and red skins of rams and badger skins brought them. And everyone that did offer an offering of silver and brass brought the Lord's offering and every man with whom was found Shittim wood. For any work of the service brought it. Father, we pray today that you'd help us, Lord, to mind you to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Help us to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Help us to be led of the Spirit of God. Clear our mind of anything that we grieve. I pray, God, you forgive us, Lord. We stand where no man can help me but you. And, Lord, I, I'm, I need your help to preach this thought, Lord, that you've laid upon our heart. And, uh, Lord, I pray today there'll be nothing new, probably under the sun, nothing new that'll be said. But, Lord, I pray you'd help us to see old truth and new light. And, God, help us to get help for our soul. Let us walk out of this building having been refreshed and renewed and revived. I pray, God, for some sinner that needs to be regenerated, that today will be the day they get born again, born of the Spirit. Lord, thank you for what has been done, what will be done. But, Lord, we need you to do something in our hour and this moment. For you said where two or three uh, come together in thy name, there am I in the midst. And we know you is here for we got here. We ask God that you'd show up and reveal and manifest yourself in mighty power. We'll thank you for all that is accomplished. We bow before you and say, God, to you be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help us for a little while this morning, I want to preach on the significance of Shittim wood. Shittim wood actually means, the word Shittim actually means to be pierced or scourged. It grows wild in the wilderness. 
down by the Sinai, in the Sinai Desert, just grows wild. It, it goes down at the valley of the Jordan River. And the thing about Shittim wood is even though the, the Shittim wood is readily accessible, even though the wood uh, looks like, grows wild everywhere, the little bramble bushes, they say that even the, the bush, the burning bush that God spoke through to Moses was Shittim wood. And this wild branches, wild wood. They said about this, this wood that it had bark that was full of thorns. And so we have the definition of his name to be pierced or scourged. Every time anybody gathered sheet of wood, uh, it, they had to be careful. Even though it was readily accessible, even though it grew wild, even though it was considered useless and worthless, God wanted it. Boy, I feel like preaching now. I can see now the man that, that's given Shedem wood. Doesn't seem like he's given much. It wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be valued high. I can see him now. Just think about this for a moment. Standing in line. And they're all lined up. The heart has been stirred, the Bible says. They had a willing heart. Their spirit stirred them and they walked down, Brother Scott, and I can see him in line. And the man in front of him's got gold. He said, hey, what are you giving? He said, man, the Lord's blessed us. We were uh, slaves in Egypt, but God let us spoil the Egyptians. And I'm giving all this gold, all these earrings, all these bracelets, all these necklaces, all this gold that God's let us haul. I'm going to give that to God. Man, Man, that's a great thing, how valuable it is. And then the next man saying, I'm, I'm going to give silver. I, I came out, my family was poor. We raised for generation under the bondage of Egypt. But God's blessed us. We're going to give the richest thing we have. We're going to give silver. And maybe the man behind this guy, he's carrying barrels of spices that they, they spoiled when they come out of Egypt and all these valuable items and, and the man that's looking at the gold in front of him and the silver and, and then he's looking behind him and he's looking at spices and they say, what are you giving? He said, what are you going to bring? He said, well, I don't have much to give. I don't have any gold. I, I just got some sheet of wood. And I can see him in line. Say, man, I, what I have grows wild. What I have is not valued much. But God told Moses that what the world sees is worthless. God wants it. I'm bringing, it might seem, hey, God, help me. It might seem of no use. It might seem a waste. It might, it grows wild. It's a wild tree. It's a wasted tree. It's a worthless tree. But God said he wanted it. I'm going to bring some sheet of wood. Then maybe, maybe, brother, he's thinking about it being insignificant. You see, it's, it's usable. God wants it. But when the tabernacle's finished, Brother Scott, if you were to walk in and see those tapestries, you, you couldn't see the sheet of wood, the sheet of planks. It was covered in tapestries and covered in embroidered work. And 
You couldn't see the sheet of wood and the tabernacle that, that concealed the holy and the most holy place. You couldn't see the sheet of wood that was covered up by brass on the, on the ark. Hey, great God. Covered up by brass on that altar, a brazen altar. You couldn't see the sheet of wood underneath that table of shoe bread. You couldn't see the sheet of wood that was in that altar of incense. Oh, when you came in, it looked like it was insignificant. It looked like it was unseen. But ain't that what God wants? God wants what seems to be worthless to the world. God wants it. And then God don't want it to be seen. God wants, amen, amen. God desires all the glory. He don't want, amen. It's not for us to get glory. You see, friend, you and I was just like the sheet of wood. I was wild and worthless and full of thorns. And grow, amen. What the world said, it's no count. There's no straight planks to be used. Oh, but God said, I want it. And when God uses us, in his house. Amen. You can't see the sheet of wood. You can't see it, but you can see that, that God has put on the sheet of wood. You think, man, it's, it's usable. It's humble. It doesn't have to be seen. And I got to thinking about this sheet of wood, the significance of sheet of wood. Why did God so specific say sheet of wood? Now, now, God, now God could have gathered everything he needed for the tabernacle in a multitude of ways, but he used his people to bring the items needed because that's the way God works. He works to the willing heart, the stirred spirits of his people, amen, to erect a place. And God said, if you'll bring the gold, the brass, the spices, the embroidery, the purple, if you'll bring all the items that is needed, I want them. I'm going to use them. Amen. And if you'll bring them, I'll dwell with you there. Boy, that sheet of wood, it, it ain't seen. But it's, it's moldable. It's going to be made in some things. I've already said it. But let me just think about this for just a minute. Let me think about the significance of the sheet of wood. Brass goes over some sheet of wood goes over that brazen altar. Brass goes on sheet of wood. That's the way we were. Brass is a picture of the Bible of judgment. Every single person in here was under the judgment. But hey man, but God not only puts brass on sheet of wood, he puts silver on sheet of wood. That silver is a picture of redemption. Boy, ain't you glad what was under judgment? God has redeemed. That wasn't all he put on sheet of wood. Hey man, he put he put gold on it. Hey man. That speaks of grace and glory and God. Man, I think about it seems to be useless, but God can use it. It seems uh, it seems crooked. It seems uh, cro- when it grows, it doesn't grow straight. It's, it's a weird looking tree. It's a wild tree. It's a worthless tree. But God's going to mold and make something with, hey man, what the world says no good for furniture. God's going to make his furniture out of it. God's going to use it for his glory. He's going to meet with his people, hey man, through the sheet of wood. I get to thinking about all the sacrifices. 
every one of those sacrifices that was made, all the sacrifices that were brought in, that was brought in, laid on that brazen altar, amen. Every single one of those sacrifices had to be laid on sheet of wood. That brazen altar was overlaid with brass. I get to thinking about when you walked in and you saw that table of shoe bread and you saw those 12 loaves, one for each of the tribes of it, six in this stack and six in that stack. Boy, I'm glad we got all 66 books of the Bible. Somebody say amen. And then I get to looking at the candelabra, the only light in the whole tabernacle. And you can check it out for yourself. If, if you don't believe me, you can check it out over there in the book of Exodus chapter number 25, you'll find it that time. It, it was one big candlestick and then three prongs on this side and three on this side. So you had six branches and every one of them bowls shaped like almonds and knops and, and flowers. If you counted up the candlestick in these, it's on the left side, that's 39 places that light can come out. And then on these three, that's oh man, 27, that's 66, the only light in the tabernacle is a picture of the word of God and it's shining on the six 66 displayed on the shoe bread. Amen. And then you walked a little further. Thank God for the light. Thank God for the bread. And you walked over to the altar of incense. And that altar of incense was made out of sheet of wood. Amen. And you walked in there to the Ark of the Covenant. Where the, um, amen, the most holy place. Where that mercy seat laid on top of the Ark. Where the provisions of God was going to be stored. A picture of the manna. Where the power of God was going to be placed, the rod that budded, where the precepts of God were going to be placed. That's the Ten Commandments and our mercy seats where that blood was applied with them two cherubims touching. It was all made out of sheet and wood. The staves that lifted up the ark was made out of sheet and wood. Man, I get to thinking about the significance of sheet and wood. God wants us to worship him. God wants us to work for him. God wants us to walk with him. That sheet of wood, I get to thinking about God, God wants it regardless, and God wants you. He wants you regardless of what, uh, what we are, regardless of where the world sees us. We won't be seen. It, that sheet of wood won't be seen. It won't be shown. But it will be sufficient for God to be. Amen. And we might feel like nothing, but God wants us to give us. He wants us to give us. Amen. Every sinner on this planet, God said he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe them should not perish but have everlasting life. But preacher, what about my life? It's wrecked. And the, and the idea of thinking of the automotive world, how our tires was flat, our windshield, our windshield was busted, our fenders was hanging off, we had a rod that was blowed, amen, that the motor wouldn't turn over, how we was fit for nothing but the junkyard. But God said, I can use it. I can give it a rebirth. Boy, ain't you glad God came where you was and you was wild and you was worthless. You was a wasted old plan. But God said, I want you. Amen. It ain't up for us to be seen. It ain't up for us to be shown. But God said, you are significant for me to use. And I get to thinking about our life. 
You see, in our life, in our hands, it's worthless. That man giving Adam behind the gold and the silver and the brass and all the spices and the what in his hands it seemed worthless. In your life, in your hands, it's worthless. You say, well, preacher, I, I have worth. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a daddy. I, I'm, a, I'm a mama. I, I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I have worth. I'm saying for the purposes of God, hey, man, our flesh and our hands is of no account. By the way, after we get saved, if we keep having our flesh in our control, it still ain't much count. Say amen. But God said, I want what the world says is worth. What you even think is worthless, in your hands it's worthless, but if you'll bring it to me, hey, what seems to be wasteful, what seems to be of no value, I can use it. It's worthy to be used for the glory of God. Amen. Let Jesus just take your wood and put the proper finish on it. See, here's our problem. Here's our problem. It's been going on since Genesis. It's going on in the book of Exodus. It's still going on in 2023. What we want to do is take our old, (laughs) hey, worthless, wasteful wood, and we want to varnish it. We want to put our own finish on it. We might put a little stain to hide some imperfections. But our finish ain't going to work. God's going to put a finish on it. God's, amen. God's going to overlay us with silver. God's going to put some gold on us. God's going to put the proper finish. Amen. In our hands, it ain't worth much. Here, here, think about it like this. When we bring our little part, he will do his big part. Here's what the Lord said. He said, if you bring this sheet of wood, if you bring this sheet of word, if you bring this incense, if you bring this gold, if you bring this silver, if you bring this brass, if you bring these spices, and yes, even in that list, so say it one more time, that sheet of wood, if you bring that, if you bring it and give it to me, I'm going to use it, and there will I meet with you. You know what? I, I, hey, man, I'm like it. God takes something that's nothing and makes something out of it usable and meets with us. I say amen. When we have given him all this introduction, I got a short message. When we have given him us, when we, when you just give him us, you say, preacher, I, I mean, you just don't understand me. I, I, I'm no good to God. I, I, you don't know where I've been. You say, preacher, even though I'm saved, I I don't know. I don't see how God can use me. I, I feel worthless. You don't know the thorns in my past. You don't know the crooks in my life. You don't know where God found me. All I know is this. If you'll just bring you and God wants us. And if you'll just give you, God will use you. He will meet with you. He'll bring glory on you. You won't be seen. All that we will, amen. He'll put his touch on us. He'll put his finish on us. And he'll use us for his glory. Amen. Look with me. Look with me in, in Exodus chapter number twenty-nine. Look in Exodus chapter number twenty-nine. Well, ho, y'all hold your place there. Feel like I need to go back. Look at Exodus twenty-five and verse number twenty-two. 
He said, there will I meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. He said, there will I meet with thee. I will commune with thee. You see, it was there that peace is found with God. It was there at that, amen, at that sheet of wood, it was there at that mercy seat, it was there in that gold-covered, finished sheet of wood. Hallelujah. It was at that place that God said, hey, man, that man that brought it didn't think it was worth much. Hey, man, it was wild. It was wasted. But God said, it's there. If you'll bring it. And they said, if you, hey, man, I'll meet with you there. Peace is found when we just give us. You can't give your neighbor. Just give yourself. Quit trying to find it out in the world. Jesus done told us, hey man, when he, hey man, he, everything in this book, everything that I read, all them spices are picturesque of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the mercy seat that turns judgment into forgiveness and brings peace in our heart. Jesus is. And Jesus said, when I leave, peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give unto you. You can't get the kind of peace you need from the world. You can't get it from social success. You can't get it from job status. You can't get it even from a spouse or sibling. But I'll tell you where you can get it. You can get it right there where God said, if you just give yourself. Well, hey, man, if if we'll just give us, hey, man, it's there that God said he'd meet with us and dwell with us, and there we'll find peace. Amen. Amen. Look with me in in Exodus 29. Look with me in Exodus 29. (laughs) Woo, Exodus 29. Let's read verse 42 through 46. Exodus 29, 42 through 46. Here's what what the book says. This shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generation at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord, where I will meet with you to speak there unto thee. And there I will meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. The tabernacle <laughs> that's made out of Shedom wood. Amen. Hey man, he said, I will sanctify, I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, I will sanctify also both Aaron and his sons to minister unto me in the priest's office. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. You see, it is there in that, in that tabernacle that is made out of sheet and wood. It is there that peace is found. You see, God said, he makes a, de- a desire is presented, number one. A desire is pre- presented through all that's given in all those sheet of wood and all those spices. It is God's will. God has been, hey man, before the foundation of the world, God's been working out redemption plan to have us back in fellowship, enjoy the peace of God. And his desire, his desire is for us to worship him. 
when that woman's down there at the well and she, she started bragging on the well, bragging on that. And here's what Jesus said. You don't even know what you worship. God desires us to worship. He told us in the book of Exodus, amen, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, amen, God made the first sacrifice, clothed them with the coats, amen, of the skins, and God made a way to restore fellowship and, and Adam to worship God because of the death of an innocent he brought back in the fellowship. When Abel wanted to get back in the fellowship, Adam and Eve must have told him. I believe they came to the, where the two cherubims were. They kept them from the Garden of Eden. It's plural. You can go back and look at it if you want to. And I believe it was right there where Abel brought that sacrifice because he wanted restored fellowship. And in the book of Exodus, they've been in bondage. They've been under Egyptian God and Egyptian rule. And the Lord said, he said, if you'll build this tabernacle out of Shedem wood and I'll put my finish of gold, it'll have judgment, it'll have silver. And when you get into my glory, you'll have gold. Amen. And when I'm done, I'll meet you there. I'll speak to you there. And you'll have peace there. I desire for you to bring it so so I can speak to you and you can worship me. It's been, God desires us to worship. But I'm going to tell you all something. He demands us to worship. Here, here's what he said, John 4, 24. God is a spirit and they that worship him, what does it say? Must worship him in spirit and in truth. The word must means there's no room for changes. Just like Moses lifted up in the, sun, the wilderness. Remember what he told Nicodemus? Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Are y'all with me today? When God puts a must, there's no room for changes. That's how it's going to be. God desires us to worship. He demands us to worship. But I'm going to tell y'all the truth. He deserves worship. I said he deserves worship. He deserves us to worship him. Look at all he's done for us. How can we not worship him? He went to Calvary. He's buried. He rose the third day. He's praying for us. He's coming back to get us. Why would we not worship? A desire is presented. Amen. Look, look at verse number 43 in our text. In Exodus chapter 29. Verse 43. And the tabernacle shall be sanctified. What does it say? By my glory. A desire is presented. A divineness is presented. He said, I'm going to tell you what. He said, when you get there, you're not just, amen. You see, we come by faith. And then he fashions us so that we're fit. That's what he does. We, we, we bring our worthless self by faith. God takes what we brought to him by faith and he fashions it and makes it fit for service. You see, it's, it, it's there at that place that we find grace and it's there at that place that we get glory. And he said, I'm going to take you coming up. You're going to get grace. Peace is going to be restored. Pardon's going to be given. But I'm going to tell you what else I'm going to do for you. I'm going to put glory on you. I don't know about y'all, but I like it when his glory's on me. I like it. 
I like it when it got on Andrew the other night. Hey, man. Hey, so much glory got on him. He popped up like one of them. Hey, man, whack-a-mole things. Hey, man. I just want to testify. I like it when glory gets on people. I mean, my wife looks beautiful. With, but, but, man, when glory gets on her, she really looks good. I'm telling you, we look better. We act better. We think better. We do better when God's glory's on us. And sometimes he's got to put us through the fire. Amen. Sometimes our disappointments, thank you, Lord. Sometimes our disappointments are really God's appointments. I'm talking about the things we get disappointed about are really God's appointments for our life. And we say, well, thank you, not strange to turn the fiery trials and trials. Hey, when the fiery trials come, don't think it's strange, but there's something good gonna come out of it. When God's head, man, God's gonna give you grace to go through it. And he said this, he'll put glory on you. And sometimes in the fire, you'll get branded but thank God the brand lets me know I'm his. <laughs> it reminds me who I belong to. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Are y'all listening? Hey, I'm, I'm thank God for glory. Hallelujah. He said, you're going to get grace and I'm going to put glory on you. He said, well, he said, it'll be sanctified. The shittim wood will be sanctified by my glory. Ain't you glad? Amen. Hallelujah. What we brought to him in our hands was worthless. But when it's God touches his hands, it becomes worthy. When we brought to him by faith, he took it and fashioned it, made it fit. Amen. We got grace. And then he dumped, he sanctified us, the shittim wood, by his glory. Oh, hallelujah. Not only is a desire presented, his divineness is presented, but a dwelling is promised. I'm gonna read it one more time. Look at verse 45. I will dwell among the children of Israel and be their God. Amen. The tabernacle meant he's dwelling with us. Amen. The tabernacle meant he's dwelling with us, Brother Scott. Woo! It's in that place prayers are presented. That altar of incense, that altar of incense is pictures of, of, amen, the prayers going up. Amen to God, that perfume, that sweet smelling, that smell, it ascended to God, filled the nostrils of God, a sweet smelling savor. That's a, that's a picture of our prayers and our prayers. Amen, thank God. He said, I'll dwell there. He promised that I will dwell there. Amen, where at? Among the sheet of wood, among the sheet of wood, I'll dwell there. It's a, that's where I'll meet with my people. That's where they'll get grace, they'll get glory, and they'll just get God. That's where I'm on. I'm on dwell with them, right among the sheet of wood. Man, that's what God does for us. We can't. We cannot enjoy His peace. We cannot experience His proof. We cannot expect our prayers to be answered if we're not willing to give Him what we think is worthless. Only he can take our waste. Only he can take our worthlessness and make it worthy. Only he can take a wasted life 
Only he can take a worthless person like I was and make it fit to be a recipient of grace, sanctified by glory, and dwell with God. Ain't you glad he dwells with us? Now, in the Old Testament economy, every time you seen fire, that meant God was there. I got a picture down there on the wall of the tabernacle of the wilderness, and all of them are camped out, and there's a fire. Amen. That's emanating and coming out of glory and going down to the mercy seat. And that's where the Shekinah glory, that meant God accepted the sacrifice. And whenever the fire went up, hey man, they followed the fire. And when the fire stopped, they set up the tabernacle. And as long as the fire's there, that meant God was there. Well, the Lord said, hey man, he dwelleth not in temples made with hand. All that was a picture of what he was going to do in the New Testament. Hey man, he did it when they built the temple. He showed up with fire. When, when Elijah needed him to show up by fire, he showed up by fire on Mount Carmel. But when it comes to the New Testament, Brother Scott, and Acts chapter number two, the fire's not over the tabernacle. <laughs> the fire's not over a temple. <laughs> Woo! But the fire's over the individual. Amen. And over them were cloven tongues. That is a fire. Now we the, are the sheet of wood. We are the dwelling place of God. Oh, if you don't know God is your Savior, today's the day you get grace. You can be sanctified by glory. And God will kick the devil out, put you under new management. Amen. Make you a brand new creature and he'll dwell there. Are y'all listening to me? Amen. Amen. See, we want him to take us. Lord, just take us. Just take us and, and, and use us, but we don't want to change nothing. No. You got to bring what's worthless. You got to bring what's wasted. You got to bring knowing that you ain't fit for nothing. He is wild, <laughs> but God said he wanted me, so I'm giving myself. And if I'll give myself, he's already showed me. You see, he did the work on the tree so he could do the work on me. Somebody say amen. Woo, I, I, wish, I wish to tell you I intellectually thought of that, but God gave it to me. <laughs> Hey, man, he did the work on the tree so he could do the work on me. You see, preacher, uh, this, this thing here, I, I mean, this, how could the bark of it is thorny? No need to worry. He already knows how to handle the thorn. Somebody say amen. Hey, man, are y'all listening to this preacher? He knows how to handle the thorny life. He knows how, hey, man, he knows how to handle the curse. Amen. He became a curse for us. He became sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. He knows how to handle thorns. He's already been the cow. He knows how to take care of us. My bark is full of thorns. I'm no good, preacher. This is all I have. Lord, this is all I've got. But Lord, if you can take me, I'm wasted, I'm worthless, I'm wild. But if you take me, would you put the right finish on me? Would you... Would you Help me to recognize there had to be a sacrifice. There had to be judgment. It was on Calvary. To bring my silver redemption 
so I can enjoy the gold of his glory and grace. Lord, I ain't much, but here I am. And, and we that saved need to be reminded. It ain't up for us to be saved. I'll say it one more time. You think about that silver. Silver speaks of a monetary value. Silver speaks of money. Silver speaks of a, of a coin. Literally, it means this, brother, brother Scott. It was the amen. It, it was silver money that was used to buy a slave. Oh, ain't you glad that God bought you off the slave market? Amen. The, the brass is a metal that has went through a purification process. Ain't you glad God bought you off the slavery block of sin, put you through the purifying process? Amen. Amen. Let you get coated with gold. Ain't it good to be one of his children? Amen. Say, preacher, I don't know if God can use me. Here's what I want you to do. Take your worthless, wasted life and bring it to the master. Let him purchase it. Let him purify it. Because in the end, he's going to promote it. Here's what God wants to do. He's made a way for you to enjoy peace, experience pardon. He's made a way for you to experience the proof. He's made the promise, brother. You can have his presence. You can expect your prayers to be heard. But you're going to have to bring it. The sheet of wood. You say, preacher... I'm just no rock. I ain't much use. I just wonder, brother, if they spoiled the Egyptians, some of them probably came out with some rock that's not went through the refinery process. If they spoiled them, the idea is to take all that's valuable. So there might have been some rock there. Maybe this rock this man's bringing a rock, and he looks at this rock, and he says, man, it don't look like much. I mean, it's, it's rough. It's, it's uncut, uncooked. It's uncured. It's, un, it's unclean. But just hold on a minute. There may only be just a little bit of gold in the rock, but an ounce is worth a whole bunch. Are y'all listening to this preacher? What, what, you said, preacher, I, man, I just don't see how God, God's desire is to use you. He desires you to worship. He, desire, he demands you to worship. He deserves our worship. But God wants you to walk with him. He wants you to walk with him. Are y'all listening to me? And he wants you to work for him. Every single person in this room, God wants us to work. God wants us to worship and God wants us to walk with him. But, but before God can use us, we've got to bring him ourselves. Bring him our struggles. Bring him our disappointments. Bring him all our problems. Bring him all our cares. Let the Lord change you. Let the Lord mold you. Let the Lord fashion you. God desires you. He'll use you. He'll mold you. He'll fashion you. He'll finish you. And when it's all said and done, Brother Scott, you'll enjoy his peace. You'll have proof of his promises. 
you'll thank God for his pardon. You won't believe your position to be used, that his grace would be shown to you, the glory would be put on you, and that God himself would dwell with you. I think about this old Sheetham wood. Man, can you imagine that old Sheetham wood discounted, passed over, grows wild in the, in the desert and the hard places of life. So preacher, I come up on the hard side of the track. That's okay. That's where the Sheetham wood's from. But it also grows down there in the Jordan Valley where, where everything's plush and everything's perfect. Don't worry about what side of the track you're on. God will still take you. He'll still use you. He'll still mold you. He'll still finish you. You'll still be able to enjoy his grace, experience his glory. Won't that be a blessing, church? I want to ask you this. Let's head bowed for one moment. Miss Bethany's coming. The significance of the Sheetham wood. You say, preacher, I don't know. Listen, church, someday we're going to leave this contaminated world and find rest for our weary souls. Some of us have struggle after struggle long for, and every time we turn around, we have disappointment after disappointment. But let me say one more time. God's, sometimes our disappointments are God's appointments. <laughs> 